Welcome to the Journey to a Million podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Walker. This podcast is about my personal journey from being $25,000 in debt to getting to a million dollars of net worth by the age of 43. Follow along with my journey, implement the ideas, and let's do it together. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get started. What's up out there, guys, and welcome to the Journey to a Million podcast. This is your host, Christopher Walker, and today is Monday, June 13th, 2022. It's been a minute, huh? Uh, It's been about four months, just a little over, probably. You know, the last time we did an episode, just getting a little sweet tea here. Got my sweetener at the bottom, which you could see. That means I use a lot. Um, But yeah, that's what I do. So, uh, and it's been about four months. Last time we did an episode was right after this or right before the Super Bowl. Um, we were trying to do that sports betting versus investing challenge. And, you know, I wouldn't say it did that well. Uh, it seemed like the views on that went down. I don't think the I'm going to adjust this mic real quick. Um, I don't think the uh, interest on that was that great. So, you know, I think that's a failed concept, but I do think it would be nice to at least just track our portfolios and make those in the future. That way we kind of see where we are with portfolio A, B, C. And when we started, how much that's worth and, you know, how we could be doing with small amounts of investing. So a lot's been going on. It's definitely been a lot to probably too much to recap in like one episode. I just want to keep it short and sweet. Um, when I say short, I mean like 20 minutes or so. So not super short. But, you know, I mean, there's been so much happening in the past four months. First off, I just want to address that, like, it's been so long. I need to get back on a routine with these things because taking uh, four months in between podcasts is just not going to work. You know, Um, it's I've got to stay on like a weekly routine. Even one episode a week is not that much. It's just like taking the time you have to sit down and prioritize it and just take like an hour, knock it out and then just keep on track. So um you know i'll try to be better and we'll see how we do next week uh but yeah so i think the last episode we did was when we were looking at uh the stock market and it looked like we were going to be in a um let's see it looked like we were going to be in a uh like a crossover here i'm going to pull up my weeble desktop so hopefully y'all can see this Last time I was doing it, the spy on the corner was not showing up right. But yeah, you can see as of today, it's down to 374. We were just around 415 or so a couple of days ago. Um, and then we've had this huge drop down with all the inflation news coming out. This huge red candle Friday and another red candle today. So things are not looking good. But I think the last episode we did was about right here in uh, February. And you could see right there, I was like, I think what we're looking at is we're about to see a weekly crossover of the 13 and 30 weekly moving averages. Um, And once every time we've done that in the past, it's been a pretty significant drawdown because you can see in 20, I think it was, I don't even, I can't even scroll over, but um, yeah, so we had a, a big one in 2018 you know, it was just a a correction. And then we went back up. And then the last one was in 2020, of course, with the big drop in just like a few weeks. And then we went back up on top and then we've stayed there up until then. So I was like, this could be the first significant sign. You know, I would say at that point, I thought it could be a lot worse and a lot faster, but it still seems pretty bad right now. I mean, if you listen to the news, there's so much uh, negativity as far as like the economy, which is understandable. Gas is crazy high. 
uh, groceries are crazy high, inflation is crazy high. And and the thing is, we kind of saw this coming with all the money printing in 2020, 2021. Uh, you know, there was just so much that we're like, all right, this is definitely going to lead to inflation. So I think that's what I need to focus on is that type of thing, that type of content. I don't think people really care to follow uh, a sports betting versus investing podcast or challenge. I think the point of that was to kind of show uh, that, you know, investing would be a lot better called than sports betting. And and right now, it's I mean, it's it's not that great because our investing, you know, we had basically Cardano, Solana, uh, Decentraland, XRP, and Stormex. And I think those are all, if you add them all up, they're probably around one to $200. But I think we lost about out of our thousand, we got up to like plus 600 on our sports betting account. Uh, and then that was actually dropped all the way down to like, probably, I think less than 100 by the time it was all said and done. So I think our we were trying to go all out on the Super Bowl. We had just a couple hundred bucks left at that point. And then we put something on Aaron Donald to win MVP. And I think if he had won, we would have gotten back up around, you know, close to even or maybe between 500 and even something like that. Uh, but Aaron Donald, unfortunately, did not win the Super Bowl MVP. He could have, but I think with that second touchdown, Cooper Cup, he he was that that sealed it for him. Um, but yeah, so I was definitely rooting for the Bengals on that one. But you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I, that is, yeah. So um, basically, we ended up losing about nine hundred dollars of imaginary money on our sports betting account. But the thing is, with our investing account, even though we're down probably somewhere in the range of like eight hundred bucks or so. I'm still holding that because we haven't lost anything yet because it's that's all imaginary too. But at the same time, uh, it could come back. So we can definitely just keep that portfolio open. And then it's going to take probably two to three years at least to see us get back to 100%. Uh, but we could be way up by the end of it. So I'm just going to leave it open. And the only thing we lose on that is just if we sell now. So let's just ride it. Uh, but yeah, so we were talking about how whenever we're crossing over and the spy here, you can see from this chart that we we were looking to get like a downward move pretty hard. And then ever since then, you know, we've seen that with the economy. I thought it was going to be faster, but at the same time, you know, I'm still learning a lot of this stuff too. But uh, you can see here, these are kind of the indicators that I like to use is the MACD and the RSI. Uh, so uh, MACD is, I don't even know what it means, but it basically will tell you kind of the waves of when things are going up and down. And I, I do tend to feel like it's accurate because you can see um, whenever the MACD back in 2020 kind of closed out with the red wave, we saw the green and then like it just stayed like that. And then, um, I mean, it continued here, but we didn't really get much red action. Whereas now we're getting these huge red candles to the downside. And I think the only way we could tell that that was going to be um, reversed is whenever we get to this weekly point where we see like maybe two green candles in a row like this and then we could potentially jump back into the stock market so uh just to kind of and then the rsi is the other one relative strength index this one will tell you if it's overbought or oversold if it's up in the hundreds which the spy seems to not get too high but um it was 92 here back in 2018 so that means it's overbought and then it's probably going to dip and then right after that we saw it drop to 68 and then in the pandemic area, um, it was at 74, uh, and then it dropped down to about 21. So 21 was ultra low. But if you look at where we are right now, we're in the 30s. We're at 32.41 on the relative strength index. So that means we're probably, 
I don't know how long the recession will last. I mean, it could be a year, it could be more. I mean, I'm, that's not my area of expertise. But at the same time, if we continue to drop down into the 30 to 20 to 15 area, I mean, you're probably in a good spot or for a lot of these investments uh, to buy. Uh, just I'm just kind of waiting to see how low it goes, because, for instance, uh, Fubo TV is one uh, stock that I like, and it was 60 bucks all the way up to in 2020. Right now, it's less than three bucks. And I know that I could get that and, you know, uh, jump in and then probably be in profit sometime in the future, maybe two to three years uh, if things reverse by then. But at the same time, in that meantime, it might drop down to a dollar or 50 cents. So why would I buy it three bucks when I could get it at a dollar or 50 cents and three to six X my gains from there? So just right now, I'm mostly on the sidelines. Um, I did buy some Tesla, just one share. And then I bought some Netflix the day that it dropped um, from like 700 to 200. I got in around two 25 i think or 220 something like that um and it's still way down from there so i probably you know should have waited longer but uh i i took those lessons from those first two and i'm just rolling with those for long-term plays um and then you know i'm definitely going to add on to tesla sorry i'm over here just like making lines back and forth with my mouse um i'm definitely going to hold tesla long term uh when i think it has close to bottom because i think they're a good long-term stock and I'll do another episode about that as to why I do think so. I think they have a lot more left in the tank, uh, no pun intended. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as crypto goes, just to kind of recap you guys for 2020 and 2021, I was learning in that time. Um, I made a lot of mistakes. I could have done a lot better, but I think the whole last bull run for me was kind of a learning experience. And that's what I'm taking it as because I put in some money and then I, pretty much 4x at the top. Okay. So um, I think I, once I got to the 4x spot, I, I kind of was feeling where I was like, all right, if I walked away right now, I'd feel good. And once, and what I've learned from this past bull run is a few things. This is another episode I want to do. The first thing is like, trust your instincts on this stuff. Like whenever you got to trust your instincts, it's like, you, you whenever you have that feeling like, OK, I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of like fearful and I'm like, OK, I made enough where I just want to protect this and just be happy. Uh, that's probably the point you need to step away or at least sell most of what you've got, because um, you can still leave some in and make some money. And of course, you might look back and be like, man, if I just waited another month, it doubled. And that could be true. But then you also want to be happy and protect yourself from the downside risk, because and that was pretty much November when I was like, all right, like I'm feeling good about where I am. And of course that was a top. However, what's on me is that I was not doing my own technical analysis. I was doing, listening to other people on YouTube that were only posting uh, clickbait, like shock face, you know, crypto um, videos where they're like, Bitcoin is up 1%, bull run continues. Like, that's, you know, I, I laugh at that now, you know, it's, um, I, I'm not saying that this is anyone else's fault. I'm saying that it's all me. I'm just saying like, I was listening to people instead of listening to myself. And I thought, because these people were telling me that it was for sure going to hundred K, what would be the point of selling Bitcoin at 60 K or 50 K, you know? Um, so basically I had four X my money. And then at that point, uh, in November, that's when we saw the top of the market. All right. And then by January, we saw the big uh, kind of 
first crash of Bitcoin where it went down to about like 40 something thousand. And so I pretty much lost, I think, 30 to 40 percent of my portfolio within that month. And uh, from there, I was still in denial that the bull run was over and then tried to jump. I sold things and then tried to jump back in. But I jumped in when things were going green and then they turned red. So by the time it was all said and done, I think I probably lost like 50% of my portfolio um, from the top, you know, just trying to buy back in. So it was like I lost 30 to 40, then another like 10 to 20% trying to buy back in. And then it kept going down. Um, and so the next part of that is that in January, my tax bill comes. Uh, and so when you lose 50% of your gains, and then you have to pay 30% taxes on everything that you made in 2020 or 2021. It's like, all right, all my gains were calendar year 2021. All right. And then the crash happened in early 2022. So crypto really like got you on that uh, tax calendar uh, fiscal year because it's like I'm paying 30% of my 2021 gains in taxes um, and I already lost 50% of my portfolio. So it took a lot out of what I had. And so I basically, um, after taxes and stuff like that, like it's like almost to the point where it was basically just a learning experience for me. And I, I'm just starting over again uh, with what I initially put in. So that definitely hurts. Um, but I would say that I learned a lot from this thing, this last bull run. I know that things are going to go up whenever it's the day where I feel like euphoric and things are going to keep going up forever. Like that's the point where I need to sell something. I need to sell 10, 20 to 25% of my portfolio. And the days where things just go absolutely bonkers, like the day when mana um, went up five X or to five bucks in one day from like 80 cents the night before, that's when I should have probably sold everything because there's the days like that are few and far between. Uh, that was like a feeling I'd never experienced before. Um, and I was just like, I can't believe this is even real. So that's probably the point when you have your best day and you win your biggest thing. Like I, that, if there's anything that sports betting taught me, it's that whenever you have like the feeling of like, this is the best it could ever be. That's probably the best time to get out because you're peaking. All right. <clears throat> but the things I've learned is just I need to be doing my own technical analysis. I need to be doing my own um under like following my own instincts because as you can see like with this macd rsi and the 13 and 30 i feel like those are the ways that you can kind of tell with crypto where things are you know um lately it's just been going down and it's it's crazy how how low things have gone um let me see if i can pull something up here I'm not familiar with this Weeble desktop that much. So I was trying to go just search, but I don't even know where the search thing is on here. So hopefully that doesn't make me look too bad. I just use it mostly on my phone. <coughs> Excuse me. Get another little swig of tea there. All right. So just on that point, as I go through the next one, I'm just kind of waiting for Bitcoin to hit this 200 day weekly moving average again. Um, and we're on the spy still. Uh, so just saying like we need to uh, factor that in. Let me see. There's got to be a way to search on here. I'm telling you, I do so bad with technology sometimes. This is like the seventh take I had to do with this. Um, here we go. BTC. There we go. I had to do like seven takes because um, 
my audio kept not working. So it did BCH, which is not what I want. So let me take this off. All right, bear with me here. We can do this. Bitcoin. You would think Bitcoin would be one of the top easiest things to find. There we go. All right. All right. So now we're going to go to the weekly chart here. Man, the chart looks crazy compared to the SPY. Um, and I need to, I thought it would already have the weekly moving average in here since that's what I have on SPY. Uh, well, no, I don't have the 200 yet. So let me change that real quick. Nope. Um, Well, I guess I need to work a little bit more on my, um, on my, uh, let's see, settings, on my Weeble settings. So we got 510 and let's see, 200, let's do 13 or 30, and then 13. Hopefully people haven't left. I understand if you have, let's see, let's do this. Yep. All right. So I like purple because that's what I'm used to um, for my, well, I need to switch these around. There we go. Green, blue, and then let's do purple here. I like the other one better. There we go. All right. Cool. All right, so guys, as you can see, if you're still here and not leaving after that, uh, we need to stretch this out more because this just looks ugly, just the insanity of these candles. Um, all right, so basically, you know, I feel like I kind of got turned on to Benjamin Cowan uh, a little too late, and um, I, I think he would have been a breath of fresh air for me, especially in 2020. Uh, early 2021, when he was saying that Bitcoin was uh, oversold at this point or overbought, I'm sorry. And then that's when we had this huge red candle. Like if I had sold there, I could have probably eight to 20 X my stuff by buying back in down here. Uh, but it is what it is. And then at this time, like I was, I pretty much got in most of my stuff in this area right here. So it was definitely on the way up. And I was just trying to get money and put it in Bitcoin and other stuff at this point. So I mean, I felt good about where I was overall, but um, I think I bought in originally when Bitcoin was around 27 and then it rode up to about, you know, like um, 64. And then I wrote, had to stay in it all the way through the capitulation down here through July and then go all the way back up to 69. And of course, didn't sell here. I sold probably here and then... Um, try to buy back in here, but then it just, I don't know. It just, it's enough of that. Basically what, I, what I'm learning from Benjamin Cowan is that whenever the Bitcoin moving average drops down to this 200 weekly, that's a good point to buy. And, you know, we could drop a little bit lower as we did in 20, this was 20, what, 18 or 20? No, this is the big, the 2020 crash. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, all right, these prices are looking pretty good. Uh, let me just pull it up on my phone so we don't have to do all that again. But I'm just looking here at some of the stuff and it just looks really nice. I mean, let's see. So for crypto, we've got Cardano at 48 cents. I mean, that could be all the way back down to like, if it goes, I mean, I think it could go down way lower, but at the same time, like Avalanche, $16, like, 
I mean, I would love, I think Avalanche at $16 sounds amazing. Um, and I think it'll probably go to 300 if I had to guess by next bull run. So you could literally 20 X that position almost, uh, which is amazing. Um, Bitcoin, I'm kind of waiting on, I'm just kind of waiting on everything to seem like it's fully gotten to the bottom. And then as seeming like it's some kind of recovery, because I'm not going to buy in whenever it's a straight down curve like this, excuse me, or straight down candle. I'm going to wait till we see come some kind of little green, you know, double, double green in some capacity, which has not happened in a long time. Um, and I don't think it will. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I think Bitcoin, I'm looking for an area around like 12 to 20,000. And once Bitcoin is in that range, then I'm going to probably start scaling into a lot of crypto. Uh, and then I'll have some stocks and some crypto uh, and then just riding those out until 2024 through 2025. So just basically knowing that the next peak, if it was 2021, is going to be 2025 or it could be late, late or early 2026, like January, because um, it's usually within a couple months, it seems like. But I don't think the peak is going to really matter this time as much for me, hopefully, because I need to be scaling out way before then. Like whenever we get these big pumps, like a day like that, like there's that's another thing I forgot to mention is that there's going to be so many pull drawbacks or pullbacks in crypto, like a 30 percent that it's like when you see these massive candles like this and you feel great, like that's when you sell and sell some and then you get a 33 percent or whatever, 30 percent that happened so many times. Uh, with crypto in 2020, 2021, where it's just like, boom, you get knocked down, like, and then you, it's, there were so many of these. So it's like, if you could sell on the days of euphoria, then you jump back in with a little bit after like a 20 to 30% correction, you keep adding to that stack. Um, but yeah, so that's all I'm trying to do is just keep my money on the sidelines for now, wait until we get to like, what I think is a good buying point for crypto, which is probably 12 to 20,000 for Bitcoin. And then wherever everything else goes besides that, I mean, ETH looks good at 1200. I think it'll probably go lower. So I'm just waiting. Chainlink is already down like to six bucks. Uh, I think it'll probably go to, you know, lower than that. But um, I mean, that's where I, I bought it at four to start in 2020 and it got up to 50. Um, but of course it didn't sell at 50. I sold like at 20 something on the way back down. Um, that's still not bad, but that's kind of where we are. We are is just kind of waiting for the bottom here on the spy and on uh Bitcoin. So I, this, I don't, I think I just need to, that's why my Bitcoin chart looks so bad. It's because I don't have the, all this stuff down here and it's just like these insanely tall candles. It's just uh rough. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm using Weeble desktop, desktop here. I think it's the apps. It's not me. It's not the app. It's me. Um, I just am not the best with technology and I, I used to be, but I don't know. I'm only 35, but I feel like I'm already getting to the like old man screams at kids in his yard for technology type thing. Cause um, there's stuff every day that I'm just like, how do I do this? So anyway, um, listen to me for that reason. Right. But yeah, I'm not trying to do this as a way of just trying to I'm just trying to help people uh, avoid the mistakes that I made in my crypto journey. Let's jump back on here. Um, how do I? All right, here we go again. Let me see if I can figure out how to stop video. Okay. Stop share. Restart video. Okay. 
I thought start video meant stop sharing my screen, but it just means you actually have to press stop sharing screen. So who would have thought? So you guys can see where I'm at with technology here. Uh, hopefully by take seven, this audio on this Zoom records and all this was not for nothing. Um, but yeah, so that's what's been going on. I'm basically just trying to hustle here with my nine to five with my side hustle. I'll talk more about that later. It's been pretty good this year. And uh, I'm just trying to stack money and try to expand in some other ventures that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but now have some available money to do that. Um, but I'm still blessed. You know, I could have done a lot better in 2020 to 2021, but I'm still very blessed because I've paid my taxes on that. Um, and now I've learned a lot. Uh, and I think I'm ready for the next one. And I'm in at this spot where the economy is going down and that sucks for a lot of people. I understand that. Uh, and I'm just kind of being grateful for the position that I'm in to be able to uh, capitalize on that whenever the market is dropping. So, you know, these opportunities don't come around too often. You had a big crash in 2020 with the spy. And then, um, you know, the last one before that was like, you know, 20. 2008 or so with the recession. And I would, that was when I was graduating college, 2009 or so. And the whole thing was just talking about how bad the economy is. Um, but I figured out that like, you know, e-commerce and sales are two things that people pretty much always need. So that's kind of a, a good niche that I found myself in here. And, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful to be in a point where I can produce results for myself uh, based on the skills that I've acquired. And now I'm in a spot where, you know, I have money on the sidelines and I'm ready and I have knowledge too. So I definitely think if you give me, um, you know, three years from here, yeah, uh, I should be in a much better place than I am today. Uh, but you know, two years from, you know, two, just two years ago, I really didn't know that much about the market or crypto. I was just trying to figure it out as I went. And I thought I knew stuff, but time in the market has taught me that I didn't know that much. And, you know, it's all patience and just learning the market and the way it moves. And I still have a ton to learn. I don't know as nearly as much as other people, but I'm trying to keep it simple. And from what I've watched on YouTube, I think I can hold my own with some of the people out there. And of course, there's people like Benjamin Cowan who are so good at, uh, you know, analyzing Bitcoin and crypto markets that I don't even want to act like I'm in the same boat as them. But at the same time, just in terms of like, I'm trying to make it simple for people to understand that this crypto thing is a four-year cycle and it's not that hard. Um, you just have to know when to buy and sell. And obviously I was in it for two years, still didn't even sell at the perfect time. Um, but yeah, I'd still double my money. Uh, and then of course had to pay taxes on that. So I can't say I got to keep all of it. But if I do better this next time around, um, you know, that's that's another that's another route that could happen. So that's what's been going on with me. I definitely want to go in and do more um detailed stuff. I've just wanted to kind of catch you guys up on where I was with the past four months. And I've just been trying to keep my head down and hustle. Things have been going well. Um, but you know, I understand that you can't take things as grant for granted. You just have to keep working and um just keep stacking. So that's what I'm trying to do is keep stacking so that uh, when I go into this bull run uh, or go into the bottom, I can be buying at the very bottom instead of buying towards the middle of the cycle like I was last time. Um, and I can have probably two to 2.5 times the money uh, going into the next cycle and buying at the bottom, whereas I had, you know, what I had 
And then I was buying in towards the 25 to 50% point of the cycle. So just think about that, how much different it could be if you're going within like 250, if you have 250% and you're buying in at the bottom this time with the understanding of how the market moves every four years and when to scale out of your positions. And like, hopefully I can trust my instincts better this time. And, um, hopefully help some people along the way. So that's what this channel is all about. Uh, you know, journey to a million is to goal. The goal is to get to a million dollars by the time I'm 43. Um, you know, I'm 35 right now. I think I started this when I was 33. And uh, so it's been two years and I'm in a way better spot now. I think that when I was first starting this channel, I was just about like, it was just about, I had just paid off my debt. Uh, on my credit card and consumer debt, which is like 25,000. And so I could have been pretty much like 10%, um, although almost to the journey at this point, but I'm not I'm still uh, trying to get to 10%. But at the same time, I feel way better about where I was. And I have like knowledge, I have skills and ammunition and experience to uh, hopefully get there this time. So anyway, that's enough about me. Um, I definitely want to continue this and just keep it going. And just the point of this is just to help other people and document my journey, because one day if I actually do this and then I'm like, OK, this is what I did. And if other people are following along, then uh, they can be there along for the ride and hopefully teach me some stuff too, if, uh, if they have anything. So I definitely think, like we said, I'm not trying to come in with this mindset of, I have all this knowledge. Um, you know, I'm smarter than people. I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm just trying to experience these things. And, you know, I'm, I, I do feel like I can talk to people about it and hold my own um, and understand how to make the money with that. Uh, but how to make money. I don't even know if that made sense. I'm just saying like, I understand the opportunities that we have uh, right now with these markets. And that's what I'm trying to uh, connect with people on. So that's it for today. Uh, I'm pretty sure that last part was way too long and could have been a third of the time, but that's just how I roll. So y'all have a good day. I'll talk to you later.